Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Welcome to the podcast. Um, in this episode, I have a great conversation with the Taurai Sigaoke from um, humble beginnings in Zimbabwe. Taurai has excelled into a very accomplished finance professional working with their leading investment management firms in the UK. And also I've got uh, here uh, with us Admire Mudangwe is also from Zimbabwe. He's a venture builder, product strategist and investment professional with experience in investment banking and digital consulting. So, great conversation here. We discuss topics around the culture, around politics, about proven strategies for economic growth and success and God and also um, with some emphasis on the African context as well. So, great conversation. Very, very, very interesting to listen to. A lot of um, practical experiences and examples of uh, what these guys have been into and what they know. So, spread the um, interview into a number of episodes. So, enough from me. Let's get into the conversation. This one, are we more talking about the African opportunities? <laughs> so, um, in a way, you, we, we start breaking down and digesting what are the issues facing Africa. In particular, I think it's the leadership side of things, and then looking at what will it take to break that down um, and um, how. Or, or what that will look like, whether it's a generational thing or there's opportunities um, that can happen in our lifetime, or we can initiate the conversations which uh, the next generations or our kids will pick up and then take them from there. And um, yeah, the leadership, and, and in particular also the opportunities that exist now uh, because in every crisis, there's probably some green light or things that people can do. Because uh, if you look at these uh, um, economies, I mean, even if you look at Zimbabwe now, you will still find people driving these expensive cars, having mm. a good life and all of that. But the majority, are, you know, it's, it's still in problems. So it almost becomes a, an issue of the survival of the fittest, mm. that, that kind of thing. When you look at nature... Uh, there's always going to be struggles here and there. In um, the ideal scenario is for a lot of people, everyone to do well, as <coughs> possible. But it's you know when resources and things are scarce and it's hard for people, you almost have to up your game and uh, become relevant, albeit in updating your skills or, or learning new things and adapting to the environment, similar to what is happening here around the issue of uh, Brexit, for example. You know, for those people who are remained and they have been forced into Brexit, they can't just sit here and, you know, um, 
complain. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you you die. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. So mm. you have to to fight and look for the opportunities to to uh, <clears throat> uh, do certain things that will um, you know enhance your your lifestyle and your being. So yeah. So you guys um, admire and taurai. So yeah, just so, so so I mean that's a very good and uh, interesting conversation that you're throwing in here, Alex. Mm-hmm. But I think for us to be able to understand um, the African opportunity, um, given the challenges that are there, we need we need to take a step back mm-hmm. um, and look at possibly why we are where we are. Mm. I mean, there could be many many reasons but i'm just going to ring fence it to one particular thing mm. for me it is a lack of conversations yeah right you know the lack of dialogue and 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 and, and, and talking about these issues mm. and it's good that you are, have opened up this forum for us to have this kind of um a conversation <clears throat> mm. the reason why i say so is that for many years uh young people mm-hmm have not been included in the leadership uh, conversations at all. Mm-hmm. And, and this is informed by the African culture. Okay. Right? If, if you guys recall, right, um, I don't know what name they would give it in Malawi, but uh, they would call it Padare. Mm-hmm. You know, Padare, this is a place where the elders would sit around the fire. Okay. Uh, the women would not even be part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. It would just be some old man in the village, villagers. And young people will only be invited, if yeah. and only necessary, for them to be part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So what that meant is that the, the, the deliberations around leadership of the village and the community never involved number one women mm. and number two it never involved uh, uh, young people the young, young people, young people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so over time now what that meant is that you then started to have uh, void and unfortunately we then transported that framework into our politics of today not only politics even in business as well yeah you know you still have got a lot of old guys youngsters who are left or marginalized from these conversations. Mm. And I think if we are to get somewhere as a continent, as a people, we need to uh, re-engineer that process. Yet again, Th- that is my initial submission. Mm. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, Admire, on, on your analysis there. Mm. But we shouldn't also forget that um, if you look, especially Africa, mm-hmm. if they, there's there's a common story here of, you know, the the way the African nations have developed. They are coming from uh, colonialistic um, uh, uh, oppression, mm-hmm. and uh, when the countries are getting their, you know, in, uh, liber- liberation from from uh, repression, they then start to build their own countries based on their own set of values. And if you take the case of Zimbabwe, for example, 1980, we have independence. Then Zimbabwe now starts on a journey of uh, trying to educate its people. Uh, Zimbabwe starts on a journey of trying to develop its own economic policies and, and, mm-hmm. and have identity around its own political system. So naturally, we would expect the involvement of the younger generation to yeah. gradually increase over time as 
as as as the population gets educated. Yeah, yeah. But but as as we speak, we are probably the 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 first generation. I would say uh, after independence, I started going to school in 1982-1983. I was probably seven years old, and now you know. I'm probably 15 years after university and I should be, you know, one of those people who should be playing African politics, getting involved in developing the economy. Mm -hmm. So yes, correct. There is lack of conversation, lack of involvement. Mm. Uh, but, but, But the main reason for that is now is the time where we see all the, 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 you know, the post post independence generation is, is starting to ask questions because now the, 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 the impact upon their lives and they realize we are not getting involved. involved yeah. Yeah. So for the reasons which I admire have raised around of, you know, the, 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 the cultural aspect of, of how we run our families, our societies, and, and the governments has an impact. But for me, really, is to, is, is to think about post-independence, yeah? the, 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 the African nations had the opportunity to create a more inclusive participation of their population. That didn't happen. Yeah, we need to understand the reason for that. Mm -hmm. To me, one of the things that I see is, um, apart from structurally, we we, we were given independence with an imposed type of uh, westernized leadership, yeah? Mm -hmm. For me, I don't believe democracy was probably the best system for Africa. And uh, as it has never really worked out, yeah. especially in the case of Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. I don't believe it's a democratic system. Mm-hmm. People go to the ballot, but then the ballot is uh, swindled by the leaders through yeah. through force or through through a, a, a forgery and fraud. Mm-hmm. So democracy really doesn't apply because the fundamental virtues of of, of, of the society support democracy democratic process do not exist in Africa. Mm. So so given that the, the the younger generation is failing to see how they can engage if democracy has failed. Mm. Yeah. So so what uh, what what other means can uh, you engage? I, I would yeah. say that you know if you are not invited to the party, uh, sometimes you just have got to force yourself mm. yeah. um on the on the table. Yeah. Because like you said like now this is Zimbabwe is an example, and this 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 applies to many, if not all, African nations. Yeah. Forty years on, we are turning back and say, "Hey, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Why are we where we are? We should have progressed as nations. We should have become, you know, the Singapore's of this world. Yeah. You know, out there. Yeah. Why is it that we we have not been able to do that? Yeah. And and, and my 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 point is that look, when you look even at the at the war of independence. Mm. It was fought by young people. Mm. There were young people of their generation, correct, who saw the injustices that were being uh, done and the oppression that was being done upon them, and they said, "No, we, we, we cannot have a life of this sort." Correct. And they went, they waged a war, right, and liberated the country, the countries. And to me, we 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 respect the sacrifices that our leaders made, mm. you know. But that was part one mm. of the revolution. Yeah. Mm. Um, then there's now the second part of it, and and there's no example of countries which or leaders who liberated their countries 
who then successfully transitioned to become good governments or good leaders to, to be able to take the countries mm. to the next level. Mm. To the extent that even God himself uh, saw that, mm. which is why he says, okay, uh, Moses, your mandate is going to be one. Your mandate is to take the children of Israel out, out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you take them out, mm. that's your end of story. Mm. Right? And then a new young leader comes in. He leads the children into the promised land. So our leaders of the past, their mandate was to take us out. Yeah. Which they did. Mm. Mm. But but as you as you talk to most of them today, <clears throat> they are still fighting a war, right? Which is no longer they're still fighting a pharaoh. Yet Pharaoh is already dead, dead and he's yeah. in the bottom of the of the Red Sea. Yeah. What we should be focusing on now is to say, okay, we have crossed over this independence river. Mm-hmm. Right? It is now a question of saying, okay, how do we emancipate our people economically? How do we build a better sustainable uh, society for our children uh, and for generations to come. Yeah, but but then uh, picking up on on that point, going back to um, uh, why the younger generation were not engaging, because there was an element of uh, oppression of uh, people who were at least trying to speak out or to oppose the the existing governments, and and uh, in in, um, in in Africa that was very prominent and rife. I mean, people were getting killed for speaking out. So that 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 was a. A, a, a big element. So there's uh, uh, almost a politics of fear. So people wouldn't wouldn't do anything. I mean, in uh, countries, I mean, in Malawi, you probably find in Zimbabwe as well. There's the history of those kind of things happening. Mm. So that uh, prevented a lot of people, such as the younger generation, from coming out and and getting to speak. So over time, I mean, certainly in in, in Malawi as well, it initially started off as a, a one party. Mm-hmm. A country, one party, we know, with a life president. Mm-hmm. So uh, gradually that uh, got into change, and then a multi party uh, system of government was introduced. But that was still relatively new to people, so they didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll challenge you, Alex, on that, mm-hmm. on, on that point to say that you know the, the young people they saw the injustices or whatever that was happening, and they were afraid to challenge. Mm-hmm. That is where the problem is. So mm. we we are saying that these same guys, they saw injustices during the uh, colonial era, and they challenged it, and it was not without sacrifice. Yeah, it was with yeah. sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. So 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 we should not be cozy cozy, and think that we can transform and change our societies, our countries, our nations to a better future without sacrifices. Yeah. I'll give you an example, right? If, I'll give you a biblical example. Even when Joshua came up, right, mm-hmm. he comes with, he, he challenged the status quo. Moses sends uh, 12 guys, right, the spies, yeah. to go and search the land. Yeah. The other 10 guys, they came back with an old school report, which was similar to what Datan and Korah and them guys who died along the way had said. And these two come back and say, you know, guys, we are more than able. We can take the land. And you know what the rest of the nation of Israel is going to do? They were about to stone those two guys. To say, yeah. your narrative is wrong. So in other words, Joshua and Caleb here, they actually took a risk. And they yeah. put their lives at stake. And if we are to make progress, 
We have to take. The we risk. have to be willing to take yeah. the risk. Yeah, but we I, have I, to be willing to sacrifice. Yeah, I, th I think gradually that has happened. Uh, so people have uh, sacrificed, like uh, I said in the example of Malawi, people sacrificed and the multi-party system of government, uh, so-called democracy, came in. But then from then on, how do you move? Because it's, it now comes part of also understanding and learning as to, okay, we've now got the democracy. What does it mean? What do we do with it? You know, and uh, taking it from there, uh, and the the trick, it gets combined with all issues around uh, traditional values. I mean, you mentioned about women participating in politics. Uh, there's those traditional values where the public can't speak out as much or in the same way, but also um, around, um, you know. Uh, how do they get to be engaged? Because there are still elements of them being being op oppressed, and there's the big issue of corruption as well. You know, this, this becomes like a, a way of conducting business, and that is a really big thing, corruption, because it's really difficult to to go ahead and move ahead in 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 a, in a country when corruption yeah, co is cor cor corruption. Corruption is neither here nor there. Because I would submit and say that you know what. There's no country that is without corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just how it is done. It's yeah. How, yeah. It's, how, how it is done and how it is described. Uh, in Africa, it is called corruption. Uh, in the Western countries, it's called lobbying. <laughs> that is corruption. Yeah, I mean, coming back to the subject of how, how do we go forward? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a strong opinion around... You are not able to go forward unless you know what you are up against, mm -hmm. what you are fighting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, taking the example of Admire here, he's saying we have an, a Moses taking the children of Israel out of Egypt mm -hmm. into the promised land. But Moses' mandate was to take them out. Yeah. Now, there is another mandate of taking the African children from uh, from. Uh, economic deprivation into success and empowering them and them taking ownership of their own nations and identity and creating a voice for Africa. Yeah. And in, in the process, making opportunity for the African uh, son and daughter. Yeah. Now, unless the African son and daughter understand what they are up and against, what they are fighting, these opportunities are just a mirage. Yeah. Take, for example, the situation of Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the main reason why we are where we are in Zimbabwe, in my view, is, uh, you know, first, we believed a system that would bring in the right kind of government to lead us. Yeah. And we call that, you know, having opposition parties and a democratic process. Mm -hmm. By now, after several rounds, I mean, four or five, demo, you know, election processes, mm -hmm. we now finally figured out this is no way to take the men out or to bring in a progressive government. Yeah. So now we need to identify what we are fighting against. Mm -hmm. We are fighting against change of uh, autocratic repressive governments yeah, and yeah. this autocratic repressive uh, governments is really these these youngsters back then who took control from the 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 british yeah. and now they themselves don't want to relinquish control but they are now no longer relevant to what is the challenge for today for today yeah. right? so so for me for the african person it is easy 
it is very easy to go selfish and say, okay, I will do my own thing, set up my own company and try to help myself out of. But sooner or later, you realize the, the, the policies that the government is putting in place will bring the whole ship down. Yeah. And, and so that's why you find across all of our, certainly Southern Africa, we are struggling to see any of the countries having come out of the doldrums. Yeah. Really, because we, we realize that you need a set, certain fundamental elements in place. You certainly need the right political vision. Mm -hmm. You certainly need the right government policies. Yeah. You certainly need a willing people and an educated people. So Zimbabwe has an educated population, right? Yeah. But, but we see politics has just uh, pulled everyone down until Zimbabwe now no longer has the best educated people because all the educated people are gone. Uh, and I don't the believe country, there yeah. is anyone there in Zimbabwe who is really can claim that we are the most educated people anymore. Mm. So we, we have destroyed what we created. Yeah. So the question is, once we understand what we are against, what we are fighting against, how can we create opportunities for ourselves? Yeah. You cannot, first you have to solve the real issue. The main issue in Africa or in Zimbabwe, as I can see is, if you want to attack the political process, yeah? Yeah. By getting involved, right? The beast is too big. It sucks you up and you disappear into it. Yeah? I see it. Amazing. Yeah. And, and uh, I think when we were driving with Admire, we were discussing, I said, until we solve the, the belly issue, yeah, mm -hmm. there is the basic needs issue. Yeah. Everyone is susceptible to deception. Yeah. And I think that's where we find ourselves in. For the youth to be relevant, they have to know that they need a vision. They need to find a way of uh, a kind of getting involved in the political debate. Yeah. yeah. Understanding what running a good country means. Getting the information about what's going on in the country. And mm -hmm. participating even in the current government, trying to bring in people or dilute, as we were saying earlier, dilute the mindset. So to me, the most difficult thing to do is getting people's mindset changed. To yeah? change, yeah. Exactly. Is, is, this, is this more of the, the people of the old guard or the new guys who are trying to infiltrate, to neutralize the old guard so they can, they can change? Because it's almost like the new, the new guard need to take over. Yeah. But their task is so big yeah. that they have to, to, to start small. But Correct. If, 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 you, if you start small, like one or two people, you can easily get swallowed up, like you've said. Yeah. So is it more of a question of uh, a lot of us, you know, pulling together and going in as a, a relatively sizable, uh, you know, group with uh, the same message to try and take that over? Correct. Yeah. So I, I, I will go back to my initial submission that I made earlier on. In trying to understand where we are, in trying to uh, solve where we are, mm -hmm. our problems that we have, mm -hmm. we really have got to go back to the roots. Mm -hmm. Now, leadership, in most cases, that we see out there is a, is a derivative of, of the society itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair point. So, 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 it's a, so leadership does not just start in politics. The, the type of leadership that we are describing here and that we see, it's, it's just not starting in politics. Mm -hmm. because 
what you are seeing in politics is a manifestation of how these guys lead their homes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it has got to be a societal change, grassroots movement. How do you govern your family? Are you a true leader in your household? Mm. Do you bring your kids to the decision-making table? Mm. Do you involve your wife? Mm-hmm. If you fail to do that, and we give you another 5, 10, 20 years and you become a president, mm. there's no way you'll be able to do that yeah. because that's your DNA, that's who you are as a person. Mm. Okay, so, so in a way, it starts, it starts in the household and then you can probably governize your neighbors and even eventually your village and, yeah. and the sort of, uh, from a small community, you can gather that momentum to sort of uh, build that uh, uh, you know, a group of leaders who eventually, when they get to take over, mm. their mindset and the way they run their um, uh, household is, is similar to the way they run. I, I, I'll give you a very class. I'll give you a cl- very classic example. Right? It is extremely difficult or nearly impossible mm-hmm. for an African man or husband or father to say sorry to his wife mm-hmm. or to say sorry to his children mm-hmm. when he would have messed up. Mm. Yeah, just that—that's just society, African society, one on one. Okay. Now, how do you expect the same guy mm-hmm. who cannot provide real leadership to a family of to a country of six people mm-hmm. to then provide good leadership to a family of twelve million, million. fourteen million people? It's totally impossible. It's, it's not impossible. It's not possible. When you put it like that, uh, admire it. It's really uh, makes a lot of sense. When you put it, it like it that, hammers home the yeah, message. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mm. So, how do we deal with this? So, the cha- the change and the transformation begins with us, right? In our family, as we sit around the family table, you make a wrong decision uh, against your daughter. As young, my daughter is eight years old. Mm-hmm. I should find the courage to say, you know, my daughter, mm-hmm. sorry, they're dead. Dad should not have done that. That is wrong. This is not a expect of dad. Mm-hmm. And, and the kids love it. They smile. Oh, don't worry, daddy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Do the same with your wife. Once, once, once you're comfortable with taking criticism, and being ready to make amends, it becomes easier for you to receive feedback as you go up, you know, in the system. Yeah. If I hear you well, are you saying admire fundamentally the African family setup is flawed? It is flawed, flawed yes. As far as we're talking about uh, the right leadership virtues to, to lead uh, and solve the challenges in Africa. Yes, it is flawed. The value system itself is fundamentally flawed. See, to the extent that even other, others might say, no, but that's disrespect, what not, what not, children. What? No, it, even, I'm going back to the Bible. Even the Bible says, you know, it should say, fathers, right? Yeah. Do not grieve your children. Yeah. Because we have got a propensity of doing that, and God recognized that. Mm-hmm. So if you have grieved your child, Go back and say sorry. It's as simple as that. Now, if you if you can't do that at that micro level, how can you do that at a macro level? How can you do that in a company? If you're a leader of a company, 
How can you do that if you're a leader of a village? How can you do that even if you're a leader of a church? And you cut up all it, how can you do it when you're a president? Mm -hmm. It's impossible. There is a vicious cycle here. A vicious cycle, absolutely. Yeah. So, so in, in, a, in a way, you, you can see all, all the, the um, leadership of fear, which we've, we've discussed that it was, uh, um, you know, evident in the, in the current leaders who fought uh, for independence. Mm. It, it was almost like an iron fist. Mm. Like, like, you know, we, we are the leaders. We mm. can, you know, we are in charge. We can tell people what to do. We can take any, anything. So... That was in, in itself was manifesting in the African um, family life as well, in the Correct. sense that a, uh, a father or, or a husband would, would, would hold uh, that, that power and feel that he's the head of the family and can order everyone else around, whether whatever he's doing is right or wrong, mm. it, it is right and, mm. and everyone has to abide by that. Mm. So um, it then becomes a, like a, a, a mentality shift I mean, and, and how in 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 that particular environment seeing it's you know starts starts in the home how how can then people is it is this an edu education thing is it a, a, a exposure like to travel see what other countries or what other people do which then starts to uh, stimulate and see change people's minds from Africa so, there is another way of uh, of, of doing uh, so so I, 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 I'll say that if every home goes back to the Bible and, and do and, and run a family mm -hmm. as the Bible teaches yeah. It, it, it will manifest naturally. But to your point, it is important to look at other societies yeah. that have succeeded. That's not to say that the Western societies have succeeded in everything. There are things that are fundamentally wrong. We've been in this country for the past 10, 12, mm. 15 years, yeah. right? And we, we know things that work and things that don't work because they're extremes. There's softy, softy glove of giving kids everything that they desire until they just have tantrums in Tesco's and you can't mm. even have control of them. That is unacceptable, right? But there are leadership principles that we should apply at that micro level. Micro level. Mm. So it's, we, it's, it's almost you have, you have to lead by collaboration and partnership within, uh, within your own uh, um, uh, family setup. So instead, if you look at each, each, each member of the family as they've got something to contribute. Correct. And without anyone, of, of course, someone has to lead the conversation. Someone has to lead the family as, yeah. as being a, a, a guide, or, or, but, but not take that as an authoritative whip to actually uh, demand that everyone uh, just... So, so, so I, would, I would say that we should have an African men uh, boot camp somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> a boot camp? Yeah, yeah, a boot camp for yeah, African yeah, men. Yeah, yeah.